0: This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reineck. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So, IPOs are dominating the news in 2019, and it got me thinking, can value investors buy IPOs? Recently, many of them seem to have an issue with valuation, which is the antithesis of what being a value investor is all about. But just because some of the big IPOs like Lyft and Uber and Pinterest... Aren't making money. That doesn't mean they all aren't, or does it? I don't know. I thought I would go investigate and find out. And I'm also reminded of my surprise when Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, uh, that's you know his investment fund over there, bought its first foreign stock in a while in the fourth quarter of 2018. Remember that when I talked about that on the on one of the prior shows. That was Stone Company S T N E. But not only was it interesting because it was foreign, it's down in Brazil, but it's also interesting because it went IPO at the end of October 2018 with little fanfare. I don't think anybody was really paying much attention to it. It promptly fell 44% as the stock market sold off to end 2018. So it was down 44% by the end of 2018 and somewhere in there, um, Warren Buffett's fund, the Berkshire Hathaway portfolio, bought some shares. It's just a small position, but one of his um, co-managers, I believe, are the ones who bought into that one. It was not Buffett himself, I don't believe. So that was someone paying attention, liking the business, waiting until maybe it got a lot cheaper, and then diving in. So... That was a good time to buy, it turns out, because the shares are up 85% year to date. Some of that is because of the publicity once it came out in the filings in January and uh, later that, you know, uh, the Berkshire Hathaway Fund had bought into this. Then everyone was like, well, what's that? What's that one? And everybody rushed out to buy it. So it's no longer cheap. It has a forward P.E. now of forty three. Although now that I've screened for prior IPOs for this podcast, i am decided that's not that expensive, <laughs> given what some of the other ones are doing. But um, still, for us value investors, it's a pretty steep price to be paying for it now. But it might be one to keep on your list in case it sells off or gets a lot weaker again um, and to just kind of check in on it. So maybe the key for value investors is really in the timing of these IPOs. So buying an IPO on its launch day or shortly thereafter may not work for most of us value investors. But what happens, you know, after the hype dies down? Um, Maybe that is when we can get some real good deals. So I decided to take a look at some of the older IPOs to see if waiting and having patience, which are the hallmark of us value investors, would actually pay off. Now, there's really no good way to screen for IPOs, I don't think. So I simply Googled top IPOs of 2017. And then I Googled top IPOs of 2018 to see what it would give me. And I got a couple of articles that listed out, you know, in December of those years, what IPOs had done for the year. And then I just simply checked the lists. Now, that's a little labor intensive, especially on years when. Um, There might be a lot of IPOs. I didn't check the list of all of them for those years. These were just the top ones. Uh, But, you know, you can put as much effort in as you want when you're doing these kinds of screens. You could screen for all of the IPOs and then see what they were doing, too. And that would take you a little bit longer, but not so bad. So I went through these lists to kind of see who has a PE because that was going to be kind of my cutoff. Um, As we know, again, for this year, 2019, a lot of the companies don't seem to have any um, profit. They're not, they're in negative earnings, we should say. So they will not have PEs. It'll just say NEG or NA on there, depending on which um, website you're looking at the information on. But um, I thought maybe if I went back 2017, that some of those companies would have earnings by now. It's been you know, a decent amount of time that they've been a public company. But shockingly, no. The answer is still no. They're still not making anything almost two years later. But let's go through some of the stocks I found that do have it. I, I will mention some of the ones that don't that I was kind of like, oh. And then I'll mention some of the ones that do have a PE, but they're still just way out of the range for value investors. Um, like kind of stone is now with the 43 times, but some of these are even more expensive. So we'll I'll get into those kind of at the end of the show. But let's talk about the ones that I found that were cheap. So one of the ones that really stood out to me, and this is the cheapest one now on a PE basis, it's called GraphTech International. Ticker is E A F, and they went uh priced on April 19th, 2018. And their PE is just 4.9. So I was like, what? What's going on? They have no price to book. Their price to sales ratio is 2.2 in our data. And so I went to go see what they do. And they are engineering the future for steel-making customers. So this is a steel play. I'm not sure many of us are super excited about that. Just one analyst uh, we have on it on zacks.com. And there's expected to be almost no earnings growth for this year into next year. Year to date, though, these shares are up twenty three percent. But in December, when everything was selling off, they traded well below their IPO launch um, pricing. So they traded at fifteen dollars out the gate. They were trading as low as ten thirty one in December twenty eighteen. Um, so they've really bounced back off of that. Still dirt cheap. They do pay a dividend yielding 2.5%, as you might imagine, like a company involved in kind of like the steel industry. It's kind of got that old school makeup, it seems. Um, but not a super big fan of almost no earnings growth. And these have really bounced off the the bottom there up 23%. So this might be one you want to keep on your list, but it is definitely cheap. And in the, Um, range, obviously, of us value investors. So I can't really complain because I didn't think I'd find anything with a single digit PE on recent IPOs. And this is just an IPO from last year. But of course, the tech IPOs are the ones that are the hot ones and some of these other industrial ones, not so much. So let's switch to another industrial one. And this is one I mentioned on the show in the past, Gates Industrial Corp. That ticker is G-T-E-S, and I have the description of power transmission and fluid power, Um, but we've talked about them because they've been cheap in the past. The PE is just 12.6. They have a price-to-book of two and a price-to-sales ratio of 1.4, which isn't bad either. So these shares are now up 22.5% year-to-date, but they're still priced under their IPO price, they went at about $19. And in December, they traded as low as twelve sixty-two. And now they're around sixteen twenty-two. So um still well below nineteen here, even though they're up year to date, but that's why you're getting the cheapness as well um, with this one. So this is one, again, you might want to tune in on and see what's going on because it is pretty cheap and the market is still kind of ignoring it, although, again, it's up 22% year-to-date. So we've seen a little bit of a boost on this one as well. And then switching over to the retail side, this, this next stock is kind of interesting. I did not hear that this one went public. Uh, many of you will know it. It's called Hudson Limited. H-U-D is the ticker. And if you've ever been in the bookstores um, or like at the airport and you've gone to the booksellers there, the Hudson News, if you've seen those around, they're also in train stations, at least here in Chicago. But they also run the bookstores there, duty-free shops. They went IPO also in 2018, also at $19 a share. Um, They are also trading under the IPO price. Year-to-date, their shares are down 10% year-to-date, but they have rebounded off the lows. They traded as low as $12.85 in January. Again, they went IPO at $19, so $12.85. They have a PE of 20.8, so that metric isn't super cheap, but price-to-book is just 2.2, price-to-sales is 0.7. So those other two metrics are well within the value wheelhouse. Um, So this is one, I don't know how you all feel about this business, um, but if you get it cheap enough, it's always interesting. Right now, it's actually a Zacks number four sell stock. We have two analysts, two estimates on it, um, and those have been cut. So that's why we got the number four. So you might want to tune into the earnings uh, next earnings call and see what's going on there. Why are the analysts a little negative on what's going on with the earnings? Because those cuts happened in the last 60 days. So you might want to check out that one too. But still an interesting play as well. Okay. And then sw- moving on, I'm moving up a little bit in, in the valuations now because those were the cheapest ones <laughs> out of like uh, a good number. I would say I looked at maybe 30, 35 stocks that. When IPO over 2017, 2018, and those are the cheapest ones. So everything going forward here is going to be a little more expensive, but still kind of attractive, actually. So the next stock, the, the fourth stock here, is called AmeriCold Realty Trust, and the ticker is COLD. Yes, it's cold, and they are a um, REIT, that owns temperature controlled warehouses and it's worldwide actually so that's kind of could be an interesting play right these shares are up big year to date up 69% um they also went in 2018 They priced at $16. I think they're trading just about over double that now, like $31, $32 or something in there. And the PE is 23 now on this one. Price to book is 6.3. Price to sale is 2.8. So um, you do get a dividend 2.6% with this one, but the chart is pretty hot. It's been going up, up, up um, year to date at least. So might want to wait and see if you can get a pullback on this one or listen in on conference calls kind of to see what's happening. This one is a Zacks number three hold right now. Um, but with earnings season, this is a good time to do some research on some of these companies and find out what's going on, especially these new IPOs who are relatively new out there. They're not going to be heavily covered. They will have some coverage if they have the rank, obviously, but um, you're going to have to do some more of your own investigation, as I always say. So let's switch to number five. This one is a little, not super expensive either, but this one is kind of intriguing. I like this one. Green Sky is the is the name, ticker G-S-K-Y. They went in 2018 as well. They went at $23 a share and um, I'm looking now, they're trading under the IPO for sure. They're at around $15 right now. So they went $23 in May of 2018. They're at $15. Year to date, these shares are down about almost 7%. But they traded as low as $8.50. That was pretty low. So some people got in at much cheaper because the PE on this one is still 21 that's not so bad given the industry it's in, and which I'll talk about in a second. Price to book, we have NEG for that. So no price to book. Price to sales is two on this one. So that's not awful. Um, but this one is in point of sale technology. And then it also says infrastructure platform, including credit application. Uh, it sounds like when I'm looking around at what they do and reading their uh, earnings press releases that it's similar to a Square type of thing, merchants, merchant solutions, and because in 2018 they grew their active merchants to 14,907. From 10,891 or 37% in one year. Now they did give guidance for 2019. They're expecting revenue growth between 30 and 38%. They had full-year revenue growth up in 2018, 27%. So it sounds even hotter. They had revenue of $414 million in 2018. They're expecting 538 to 572 in 2019. Again, nice growth stock with the valuation that's not too crazy because these shares haven't really taken off. They haven't gone to the moon. And so again, if you can get a growth stock like this after its IPO, so we're almost a year to its IPO now. And if you can be a little patient and get it when it's pulled back a bit, and or now it's actually growing its earnings as well, then um, it could be a little bit interesting there. Now, Green Sky is also... Kind of unique in that it's doing a share buyback program, even though it just went IPO. So that's a little strange. It's got some of the cash from the IPO apparently that it's putting to work for shareholders, and they said they had 300 million in cash as the end at the end of last year. Again, they went IPO, so they should have some cash on hand. So that's Green Sky G S K Y. Now I did look at some of the other kind of cool. IPOs that went, as I said, and um, either they didn't have the earnings at all or they're too crazy expensive. So let me get out my lists here. I have like dozens of lists with everything. Okay, so 2017, I looked up some of these, and um, this was the year that had like Cloudera, Yext, um, Stitch Fix, Car Gurus, um, Okta. MongoDB, Snap, and Blue Apron um, and Roku. So, Roku, Snap, Blue Apron are not yet profitable. Blue Apron, we won't even get into that one. Like, what's going on there? Um, some of the others were not either. The car gurus do have a PE, but they're trading at 93 times for car gurus. So, it's pretty pricey. And then Stitch Fix, I thought, well, maybe you might be able to get in there. That ticker is S-F-I-X. Cargurus is C-A-R-G, by the way. But Stitch Fix, 120 times right now. So a little pricey for me on that kind of business model. Can't justify paying that as a value investor, but I will be watching it. And then I, I wanted to know what Farfetch'd did. That was a 2018 IPO. And um, if you're into fashion, you would know what farfetch is. It's FTCH. They call themselves Global Technology for Luxury Fashion. And they're basically a website that sells luxury fashion. But they um, are not expected to be profitable this year or next year negative earnings on that one too so that's got me a little bit of a downer on that one i looked at spotify of course negative earnings on that one they went in 2018 they were probably eh, one of the biggest if not the biggest one of 2018 i would say few other hot names of 2018 dropbox they actually do have a pe it's 56 times price to book is at 13 times So you're going to pay, that's a growth stock, but you're going to pay growth stock valuations for that one. And then I looked at another one from 2018 that was one of the bigger names, DocuSign, D-O-C-U is the one there. Dropbox is D-B-X. DocuSign, D-O-C-U, 290 times. Price to book is 15 times and price to sales is 13 times. But it's a growth stock, but it is. So Us value investors, we got to stick away from that one. But I was encouraged by some of the names that have fallen back and that are a little more attractive, like I said. And it's good to keep an eye on some of those. You might not be able to get some of these big technology unicorn type ones as a value investor, unless you're willing to just invest outside of value investing parameters. And I've talked about that in the past, that I too own some growth stocks. I like to own them and I'm okay with that as long as I know what I'm getting with the growth. So I kind of have like a dual personal portfolio. I have a few of the growth names, Those of you who follow me on Twitter, you know what they are because I'm always saying, like, oh, yeah, I own this one, like Ulta, for instance. I did buy that one when it was cheaper a couple of years ago, but I own Ulta and it's never been dirt cheap. It's never been, you know, the, well, at least not in recent years. It has not been cheap enough for true value investors but I like owning some of these you know very well managed growth names and I don't apologize for it I like both things but I too like to get the deal stocks which is where the value comes in so I was encouraged by the ones I I found today out of these recent IPOs. So let's recap what those are again. There was Tech ticker EAF. That's the cheapest one, but you're not getting much earnings growth there and it's in steel. So that's something you got to go away. Um, Maybe wait till it gets even cheaper. I don't know. Then you have Gates Industrial, GTES. This one is a little more middle of the road value, but still a nice solid value with that PE under 15 Then we have Hudson, which is the bookseller at the airports in the duty-free HUD, getting a little more expensive on the PE level, but um, still some other attractive valuations. Then if you're interested in um, cold warehouse storage, basically, AmeriCold Realty Trust, COLD is the ticker there, and you do get a dividend. And then Green Sky, GSKY, might be like the cheaper square, basically, or in that area, in that field. And so if you feel like you're priced out of square, you missed out on that one, maybe green sky is one that you might want to take a look at. It's not nosebleed level for sure. And it's trading under its IPO price considerably under actually. So with that big growth. But I'm gonna be keeping an eye on a lot of these because you never know when they might come down even further, they might come into the value range, including some of these other ones I like, like Stitch Fix, um, but as always, we always try to find the value stocks here. And if there are going to be any IPOs that are values, you know I'm going to find them. So don't miss a single one of these episodes. You want to subscribe. We are on Spotify and we're on Apple Podcasts with our own standalone show. The Value Investor Podcast is on both of those. And we're on SoundCloud under the Zach's Market Edge. You'll get two for one there, but be sure to get us somewhere so you don't miss a single episode and I'll be back again next week with some more value.